Hello, my name's Kimberly, and I'm perhaps what you would call a modern day Feng Shui consultant. I can help you turn your home into the most supportive, calm, and peaceful space you can imagine. I'm here to guide and show you how to work with your home to unlock its power and magic. And in that, I'm committed to sharing the secret of this magical practice in a way that everyone can use. Welcome to 2024. On February the 5th, we will see the Feng Shui New Year called the Year of the Rising Phoenix. With that is going to come some amazing energy, but also quite a bit of tricky energy as well. We may have already started to feel maybe arguments, maybe tension. One of the feelings is that women in the home will be feeling this big calling to do something different to make a change in their lives or the lives of their family and what feng shui will do is really help you through this period it will calm the energies down in your home it will open up opportunities that you could only dream of just like it did for me if you are interested in a feng shui flow analysis or a map my home or even to work one-to-one -one with me then please visit my website, thefengshuiflow.com. Click on the work with me tab and you'll see the three options that there are available to work with me. So much love, Kimberly. Hello and welcome back to the Feng Shui Flow podcast. I hope you've had the most beautiful week and I wanted to share with you today's topic of manifestation and feng shui because you may have seen on my stories this week that I had something very exciting to share that it wasn't to do with the book it's not quite to do with Netflix but it's definitely been something that I have been intending to attract into my life and in feng shui we call them intentions but I guess maybe it is a little bit of manifestation, but I truly believe that for me and for so many people, that Feng Shui is the missing piece of the manifestation puzzle. Because I know I've used this analogy before, but you know, if you're putting your intentions out there and you're saying your your manifestations, you're putting your post-it notes like I did every which way, you know, every mirror around the house by the side of my bed. I was saying them out loud when I was driving. But if you're surrounded by a cloudy energy in your home and in your life, then that message is going to have to work really hard to get out there. And that's why I believe that for some people, manifestation works really easily because in their home, the energy is good more likely through luck than judgment, you know, that they've just chosen a home that is great for energy because in Feng Shui, a home may initially feel good and then it can change and all things like that. So the people that can manifest things easily, like Roxy Nafusi, I don't know if you follow her, she's a beautiful lady to follow and she truly has manifested her life. And, you know, if I'm honest, that's where I really see myself going with Feng Shui. She was like a real trailblazer for for manifestation and talking about it in a way that is really easy to understand. And I'm sure you may even have the book. I recommend getting her book if you want to learn more about manifestation and just putting your intentions out there. But for some people, the energy in their home makes it really tricky 
for those intentions and those manifestations to get out into the universe and for for that energy to be matched. So the way that manifestation works is, I think it has a bit of a bad rep, really. Some people think, oh, well, just because you say it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But we do talk about the fact that, you know, I'm just putting it out there. And that's like a lighter sort of easier way of saying rather than I am manifesting this I'm just putting it out there like I know I put a lot of stuff on my podcast by putting it out there because for me not only you know could the right person be listening on the podcast you know you might be able to help me in something and quite often people do email me and say oh you spoke about this my friend has that or you might be able to help them or I can help you with this which is amazing but also I'm sort of putting it out to the universe and saying look this is what I'd like to attract. And when I talk about the intentions that we use, and in and I know a lot of the podcasts I've spoken about already, it's that feeling. It's the feeling that you get when you think about your intentions. And when we speak about winning the lottery, and we have those conversations, like, if you won a million pounds, a million dollars, what would you spend it on? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy a boat. Uh, I'm not sure it would buy me that. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to buy a boat and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to travel around the world business class and I'm going to meet all my friends in Dubai. And it makes me so happy. And so putting these things out there, it raises your vibrations, as you say, like it raises your energy. And what happens is, is that you then attract things into your life on that same energetic frequency. Now, on a sort of more day-to-day level, you can also reverse manifest things in terms of attracting bad stuff to you. And the example that I give is when you say bad things happen in threes. Do you normally say that? I used to say that for sure. Like two things would happen and you go, oh, bad things happen in threes. And then the third thing would happen and you're like, amazing, no more bad things are going to happen. And guess what? no more bad things happen because you've lifted yourself out of that negative state thinking that something bad is going to happen. You now think that something good is going to happen. You raise your energy, you raise your vibrations and then no bad stuff happens. So if you think about that, when you wake up in the morning and you know, don't get me wrong, stuff happens in life and it's really hard. And I think you have to absolutely honour that and you have to be in that place of grief or sadness or anger or whatever it is. And I know there's seven stages of grief and there's seven stages, you know, so many different things and you have to go through that process. I think it's really important and it's so important. Like when my mum died, when I went through therapy, like we went through these stages and it helped me understand it. But with each stage you sort of go down the vibrational level in terms of sadness, disbelief, anger. And then you start to come up with those vibrations and that energy. I don't know why I'm quoting the seven stages of grief. This is meant to be a really happy podcast. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but it's what I know. And so basically when you're sort of coming out of that, and I think what I'm saying is you have to honour the sadness. However, you also have to think to yourself, okay, I'm going to put myself on a higher energy. Today, this is where my energy is going to be. And therefore, I'm going to attract that energy back. So if you think you've got a scale of one to 10, your energy is at one, you're really low, you get out of bed and you think, oh, goodness sake, uh, like, I can't believe the alarm's going off already. I'm still really tired. 
the alarm comes on, you stub your toe, you, you know, everything's, you know, things just don't go right. And your whole day is more than likely to be on that level one. If you woke up and got out of bed on a level nine, you choose to be on that level nine. You can feel that energetic difference and you will then only attract things back that are level nine. Even if you attract something that is a level one, you're like, okay, you know, that's not great. However, honour that, okay, that's not great. I've stubbed my toe, ouch. What would that learn me? Maybe just take the morning a little bit slower. Maybe set the alarm three minutes before so they don't actually have to get up and do a sprint to the bathroom, sprint downstairs, down my coffee in one, and then, you know, run out of the house. Get up earlier. Like, give yourself time so that you can continue to be. And I, I say level nine. Nine might be too high for you to continually, you know, keep going without burning out. But in terms of just your general happiness, let's go with a seven. A seven is a lovely point. It means that you're not going to have these highs and lows. It's a constant seven. So, I don't know where I get these things from. Sometimes I really think I should think about my podcast before I I do them. But then I love the fact that these things just come to me. So I'm going with a level seven. I've never spoken about a level seven before in my life, but now it's going to be a thing. So today, when you're listening to this, think about what level you were when you started listening to this podcast or when you got out of bed this morning. Think about what a nine would be like and then just come down a little bit of something that you can sustain all throughout the day? And what is it that you can do in your day to sustain that seven? Is it that you get up a little bit earlier? I have learned this massively. Like I never used to be a morning person. Um, I struggled with the daylight in the UK. And I spoke about that on Instagram this week. The Lumi light absolutely transformed my mornings. I cannot tell you, we even brought it over here it does get a little bit dark in the winter because that's how much I loved it. I was like, that is coming in the suitcase. (laughs) I will sacrifice some shoes and some jeans and whatever, but the Lumi light is coming with it. So do you start your day off with a Lumi light? That helped me. I also know that before I leave the house, I have to get up an hour and a half before we leave. And that might sound ridiculous. Now I've said it out loud. It is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) but I like that time in the morning. Like I know people sometimes have a a morning routine where they journal and they meditate and they do this, that and the other and it's all really scripted. I don't do that, but I do like to just stand there with my coffee just for a minute, just me and Snoopy and just have a little moment and it's lovely. And that's my meditation for the morning. I don't have to scream out of bed, chug my coffee, throw myself in the car, go, go, go. I have time to absorb what's happening in the day. If I've woken up a one, I can get myself up to a seven in that time, listen to some nice music. And that for me has made the hugest of difference when I am looking at setting my intentions and manifestation. Because if I can be that seven, if I can be excited about life, if I can be excited about work, excited about my family, I'm in a happier mood. I spread that with other people and then I'm going to attract those things back. So my biggest tip for manifesting things using feng shui is to see your number. What's your happy number today? Bring it to about a seven 
And if you can only manage a four, it's better than a one. So don't beat yourself up. Like, But I think giving a number, it helps giving you this scale. What can you do to get up there? And if it means thinking of things that really excite you, that you want to bring in in 2024, then do that when you are at that seven or at that nine, because that is more than likely going to bring it back to you. You want to match that energy because if you're trying to bring things in and you are a level one, you're only going to bring things in at a level one. So just going back to what it is that I have, I say attracted, but at the same time, I've worked hard for it. And that's the difference, I think, with manifestation in terms of you say it and you get it, to manifestation and putting the right work in and doing the work in a way that helps you attract these things into your life. Because as I'm sure you know, you know, I do work hard. I do turn up every day on your Instagram, whether you like to see me or not. Um, but I'm working towards a bigger goal. And even I don't know where that end goal is. And somebody said in a group this week that they find it really hard to visualize like what it is that they want. So just do things in steps. I have no idea where my feng shui journey will take me, but I know what I want to do this year. And that was the book and Netflix. And also when I moved here, I obviously moved here from being the feng shui expert on ITVs this morning, which I loved. It was the most petrifying and incredible thing that I have ever done in my life. And I wanted to do that when I moved to Australia. I wanted to all of a sudden shift and go on to the Today Show here. Now, so what I did was I emailed relentlessly. And some people say to me, like, how do you get these things? Like, how do you, how did you get on this morning? Or how did you get Carfest? Or how did you get on the radio? I just emailed every single person that I could possibly find an email for. And until I got a no, I would just keep going. So if you have a business and you want to go to Carfest and promote your business, or you want to go on the local radio, or you want to go on the local TV, just keep asking, script an amazing email, get a copywriter to help you if you're not sure how to write those emails and send them out. If you don't ask, you don't get. Join networking groups, like make the connections because you never know who people know. And so just have those conversations. So when I got here, I literally emailed the morning show, I think every single week. So it wasn't to somebody you know, in particular. And every time I try and think of something new for Feng Shui, you know, oh, I could come on and talk about this. I could come on. And the last email that I sent was about Christmas. And I was like, I'd like to come on and talk about Christmas decorations in the home and how it can be more stressful. And I thought, you know what, I've not heard from them. It's just not meant to be for now. And that is okay. In fact, I'm going to do a whole podcast on this. It's called Taoism. In, um, and it's about what will be, will be. And that's that it's very much that feng shui attitude where the right pathway is in front of you and it might not feel like it at the minute you may be going through some really rubbish times but there is an amazing pathway out there for you and sometimes you get knockbacks and sometimes you fall out with people i heard a story this week from my friend and she 
is setting up her business and she was going on holiday and so she had her laptop and she had a folder with her and she left her laptop at home and she was livid when she got to the airport. But what she realised was it was probably a good thing because it meant that she wasn't working on holiday. She got to do other stuff. She went through her folder and she did other things. So I'm just saying that, that, you know, sometimes, yes, you could absolutely blow up at situations, but that's that level one. That is really taking yourself down. How can you bring yourself back to that level seven? And if I got annoyed the fact that nobody replied to me, I would have been coming from a place of bitterness, of negativity, of just of sourness. And I think, you know, those people that are just constantly negative, I just think it must be exhausting. (laughs) Like, it's so exhausting. It's so much easier to smile and be happy than it is to be cross and angry. Like, so I finished emailing them every week at Christmas and I thought, yeah, what will be will be. And then this week was the um, Super Bowl. I nearly forgot what it was called then. It was, (laughs) I heard somebody say it was the Usher concert with some football on the side. But I was watching the Super Bowl because for once in our lives, it was actually on at a normal time over here in Australia. And it was on Channel 7. And I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to put it on earlier when the morning show is on because I don't get much time to watch daytime TV, you know, Amy starts school mega really sometimes. I throw myself into work. I'll put it on and just just see what's going on. And then we watched the the Super Bowl and it was on in the background and we watched Usher. I was looking at Taylor Swift and I fully got caught up in the whole Taylor Swift thing. And then that evening, I got a phone call from my PR manager in the UK at about half past six in the evening, which is half past eight in the morning in the UK. And I thought, oh, why is Lucy calling? And she called me. She's like, oh my goodness, Kimberly, I've got the best news ever. I've had an email from the morning show and they would like you to come on the show. Now, <laughs> I am so excited. I cannot tell you. It doesn't feel real. So I'm going to be on on Friday the 23rd of February and I'm going to be going down to Sydney and this has been my vision to go to Sydney. Sydney has always got a place in my heart. We spent so much time there growing up. I travelled there when I was younger and for me just going down going to Sydney and being on Australian TV, talking about feng shui is just a dream come true. And I'm getting a bit emotional because it's just, it's just so unbelievable. And I guess the moral of the story here is, is that I kept that level of excitement at a constant seven to a nine. I never let myself drop down drop down to a one when I didn't get a reply when I I even messaged some of the presenters on Instagram like hello I used to be on ITV I'd love to come on and you know they were so so polite the people on Instagram were like oh thank you so much I'll pass it on to the producers and that was amazing but nothing ever came but each time I never let myself get annoyed be sad, be bitter, like why on earth do they not want me? Instead, it was a what will be will be. When the time is right, I will 
be on the show. Just like with Carfest, when I spoke about that, when the time was, it obviously wasn't right for me to be on Carfest when we just moved. But this year, it's the right time. I have been practicing for another, you know, from being in Australia for another seven months. I've learned so much in that seven months. Also, I've, you know, I've analyzed so many more Australian houses. So I know more about an Australian house than I did when I got here, but I never let myself drop to that one. So what I would like you to think about is whatever it is that you are wanting to attract into your life, whether it's a partner, whether it's a job, whether it's something to do with money, whether it's for your happiness, whether it's to move home, whether it's to sell your home, whatever it is, please don't let yourself drop down to that one. Stay at the seven. If you're selling your home and it's not sold, it's because it's just not the right time. If you hang out, you will get the best price and the right things will happen. And I know it's really, really hard because you can have a moment like, why me? Why me? And as I said earlier, you can absolutely have that. You, there's no toxic positivity where you have to see something positive, even when your world is totally crumbling down beside you. Sometimes it helps when you honour those negative situations or those sad times to write it down. If you can't go and speak to somebody or can't go and see a counsellor or a therapist, write it down because that is therapy in itself. You can write it down and you can burn it. You can write it down and you can keep it. Whatever it feels for you to just get it and let it out, have a good old cry, scream. You know, if you want to just go and scream, like just go and scream. Maybe put your head in a pillow when you scream because your neighbours might (laughs) think something's going wrong. But just let that anger out, let that negativity out because it will burn you on the inside. If you don't let it out, it will burn you. Run it off, walk it off, sing it off, cry it off, laugh it off, scream it off. Do all of that and then slowly bring yourself up from that one. Go up to the nine, go up to the lottery win of whatever it is that you are wanting to bring in and then find your sustainability point in between. And I promise that will help so, so much because I am this living example of what can happen. Being a teacher 10 years ago, for 10 years, yeah, 10 years ago in the UK, this was never part of my plan. I didn't know what my plan was. Even when I feng shui my home, as you know by now, I just said that I want a business where I can help people, I can do it remotely, that I love, that I can be financially independent. And I always kept at that seven to a nine. And this is what's happened now. And then what I want to finally round that off with is gratitude. Because it's so easy when things happen that you go, thank goodness. I was going to swear then. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. Thank God for that. That's happened. Right. On to the next thing. Just like you've honoured your sadness, I want to honour your wins. Honour the great stuff that happens. Honour the good stuff. It doesn't have to be life-changingly amazing. But, you know, this morning I just went to go and pick up a coffee And they put a little red heart chocolate on the top because it's Valentine's Day, the day that I'm recording this. Be grateful. Be grateful for all of these little things because, again, you can't be a one 
if you are grateful. And also, if you're bringing these things into your life, if you're attracting these amazing things and you're not saying thank you, then it might not happen again because you're basically saying, well, you know, I'm not grateful for it. I don't want it to happen again. Thank God for that. That's a really negative saying like that god like it's it's harsh it's a two like it's down there rather than saying thank you thank you thank you this is amazing i'm so excited that's a nine and so more of that will happen so please don't forget that gratitude so what is it in your day in the morning how can you start your day to bring you from whatever number and come up to your level that you can sustain And what is it at nighttime that you can do to go to sleep on a seven? If you go to sleep on a one, well, firstly, you're not going to be able to get to sleep because you're just going to be angry or sad. Is it that you listen to some nice music? Is it that you read a book? Is it that you meditate or listen to meditation music? Is it that you just think of three things that you're grateful for for in that day? That will keep that level at that sustainable seven. That is... (laughs) that is what we're going to call it. How can we keep being Missy Sustainable 7? And just keep thinking of that today. Right, I think I've hit a low point there, of which case I feel it's the right time to end this podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you also if you've left a review on Spotify or Apple. I absolutely love reading them. It really makes my day. So if you do have time to rate my podcast, it really makes such a difference because I want everybody in the world to find out that there's this little secret club here that can really change your life. So have the most fabulous week. Keep hitting that sustainable seven. And until next week, so much love, Kimberly. Kimberly.